what we do here is go back, 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 back. Damn you just enable my stable of my gravels. Welcome back to another edition of the Raider Take Podcast. I'm Michael McDonald. With me, as always, is Andy McDonald. And today we have a very special guest, Devin Flesher. Devin, how are you today? I'm doing great. Longtime listener. Uh, couldn't be happier to be on. So um, I'm ready to, ready to get this list going and, and hear what Andy has to say, one through five. Yeah, I, I would just like, Devin, thank you again, as Micah mentioned, for joining us. Um, do you mind describing or defining your longtime listening experience? The people are wondering just when do you actually turn it, like tune into the Raider Take podcast? Yeah, I would say it's, uh, I'd say it's inconsistent, but, <laughs> but it's, uh, I get a lot, I'll just rattle off like three or four in a row and then take a little bit of a little bit of a break. Okay. Normally it'll be like big times of the year. So like right around mm-hmm. NFL draft, I'll tune in. And, and again, it's kind of podcast in general for me. Like mm-hmm. I don't listen to them like all the time, but I'll just like the big like a month, but it's all I listen to. And then mm-hmm. go back to music, you know, listen to micro rap or something. And then right. and back to podcast. Just like so, everyone else. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Yep. Um, well, it, it's great to have you by the way. But yeah. We um, we're going to do just a little bit of a, uh, you know, Devin is here soup. I will refer to him as soup from here on out. He's here just to, to give me and the podcast just some positive vibes, constructive criticism as well. Um, so we're going to go through my current rankings, 15 through 6, and we would like some feedback. I would. Uh, Micah is actually storing up some feedback that he's been waiting to hammer on me, which <laughs> presents itself well um, for tonight. But once we do that, we'll get into um, the big reveal, which I believe everyone, just like Devin, if they're like, man, I cannot wait for that long eight-hour trip to South Dakota. I'm going to store this podcast up. Like, they might be storing this up for the big reveal of the five through one. So, Micah, do you mind going through the list real quick? And then the floor is yours, fellas. Yeah, no problem. So, just to go over it real quick on Andy's 15 through 6, we got New York Jets, Zach Wilson at 15, uh, Indianapolis Colts, Matt Ryan at 14, 13 is Cleveland Browns, Deshaun Watson. Uh, number 12, Las Vegas Raiders, Derek Carr. Uh, at 11, Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray. At number 10, Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson. Number 9, Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott. Number 8, Denver Broncos, Russell Wilson. Number 7, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady. And rounding out at 6, LA Rams, Matt Stafford. Devin, I'm going to give you the floor because I think – Nobody cares about what I have to say. Let's be realistic. I might have some things to say, but the people are here for you. They didn't know you were coming on, but they're here for you. Well, you know, to be honest, I have no idea what I'm talking about, so nobody should even listen to what I'm saying. But overall, so far, I'm actually pretty pleased. I was ready to rip into Andy, but I saw the list, and I'm like, you know what? Minus like one or two things, I think it's pretty solid. Like eight through 11 I think that's like as solid as you could possibly get. I think most people would agree with that. My big one is is Kirk Cousins. I think he belongs on there. He's got something to him. Like even me, like I'm not a huge fan of him, but you look at the stats every year. He's top ten receiving yard or uh, uh, passing yards, touchdowns, low interception rate. Doesn't win a whole lot of games, especially prime time, as you've noted, but. I just think there's something about him that he's not very likable, so he's easy to to leave off. But I mean, if you're just going stats, especially like last two years, he's uh, I mean, he's been over four thousand yards, over thirty plus touchdowns, hovering around like ten interceptions. So my question to you would be: Do you see Zach Wilson? Because like, I love Zach Wilson too, but do you see him next year taking that leap where he's a four thousand yard, thirty touchdown, ten interception quarterback? Um, yes. So great question, Devin. And thank you so much for your input. Um, so I, I did struggle, right? I, I believe I had mentioned that the few quarterbacks I had left off on the top 15 were Tannehill and um, Kirk Cousins. I struggled more with Tannehill than Cousins, um, but I will address that separately. So with Wilson, I think that 
if you're okay with, <laughs> with taking this, I guess appreciation of you, Devin, is, is what I've always um, looked at things is, is like, hey, the biggest gap, like I, I just don't feel good about someone taking this huge jump, right, from one year to another. So, and which is where I, like I miss on Herbert in a sense. Like I missed on as if I like do this for a living, right? Because I don't <laughs> side podcast host, like co-host really Micah does everything. And then I also have another job, right? But with Herbert, it was one of those things where it's like all this, like it all looked like he was a top 10 quarterback, right? But it just wasn't there. And, and there were so many different factors that, that really didn't actually warrant the fact that he couldn't take that leap. So with Wilson, I'm like, I, I want to be, at least understanding of the situation where they're, they're the goddamn Jets, right? You, you've seen it. We've all seen the movie. But I think that with Wilson, I think he's he was someone that like got into like one of the least favorable situations outside of Trevor Lawrence with Urban Meyer kicking his kickers in the ass, you know? So like outside of that, I think Wilson came into something where it was just like this rebuild and everything. And even then with the Corey Davises of the world, like the people that like – they threw out their Denzel Mims. It's like, he's going to have it at some point, you know, like he still showed flashes. So I was like, this is someone who has a talent to take it to the next level. And I, and I think it was a stretch, right? Mike and I have joked about it because like Wilson at 15, certainly right. With cousins, I don't, as, as we talked about with this, the, the whole evaluation is looking at a team as if you have the same players, like the same line, the same skill set or skill players, whatever, like it's just that quarterback. I think Cousins is, we already know what he is, you know, and I think the upside of Wilson is not something that you would just always take, but I think we've seen enough to where he could easily be in that top 15 and make his way towards that um, leap as Herbert has, as, as Josh Allen has uh, not, I guess, I guess Mahomes, but you know, what, what have you. Right. So I think there's enough there that I think, built around him which now we're going against the exercise a little bit right where he he would be able to show those things but just off of pure talent and pure skill set i think he has the ability to where the nfl is going to to be able to be um higher upside than a kirk cousins and i if you want to talk about kirk cousins i just i think he's like he's kind of vanilla right like he's just one of those guys that is just like he is what he is and i think it's, it's not even about the primetime games it's, it's about the fact that the guys that he has and, and the running back that he has, like he's still just fine, you know? And, and if you took just that same team and the methodology around it, like you need someone to be that guy to be able to take those shots and to take those risks and to be able to carry a team essentially, which is where we're getting to in the five through one, but he's just not there. And is, is he a top 15 quarterback? Maybe, but for me, not thoughts. I get what you're saying with Zach Wilson. Like, I love the dude. I'm pulling for him so freaking hard. But again, like, if you average out Kirk Cousins, like, last two years, I think it's 4,200 yards, 34 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions with, like, a almost like a little under 500 record. It's like, in my mind, if do you see Zach Wilson making that leap next year, I mean, that's a huge leap. Boy, what was he like? I mean, I know he probably had, like, less than 20 touchdowns and probably more, more interceptions and maybe like 2,000 passing yards. I know he was hurt, but like, sure. I mean, that would be the biggest leap ever. And you kind of compare him with dudes like uh, um, Justin Herbert. Mm -hmm. But the thing you're forgetting about Herbert is he had like the best rookie season like of all time for any quarterback. Versus yeah. Zach Wilson, halfway through the year, I mean, people were saying that he should get benched for uh, homeboy uh, Matt well, White. No, or something well, like. Jets fans were saying that, and then also charges were down thirty points every game, and they had receivers. So yes, <laughs> I mean, so so here, here's the question, honestly, is, yeah. is, is 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 I don't look at the stats. It's more about like ability and like the actual quarterback is like just scrap Zach Wilson for a second, right? Yeah. Would you put Kirk Cousins at fifteen, or do you think he's better than fourteen, thirteen, twelve, or eleven? I put him at. I'd go fourteen. Bump Matt Ryan to fifteen, and I'm like good with that list. I think he's above Matt Ryan because again, Eight. because and we could get to that mm -hmm. if you want. Because I'm I'm good with Zach Wilson now. I don't want to jump ahead here. <laughs> fine, fine. This is this is the exercise, by the way. All right. So again, Matt Ryan. We know the Falcons were a, a disaster last year, except for uh, Cordero. <laughs> Shout out Bones Balone, yeah. baby. 
<laughs> I mean, he didn't have great stats the last two years. And again, a quarterback, like I know none of us are watching really watching tape and anything like that, but he's old. He's a statue has had pretty underwhelming stats the last couple of years, I guess, relative to, to Kirk cousins. Hasn't won as many games. I mean, just based off all that, um, I know he's got an MVP and probably a better seasons than Kirk, but I just feel like right at this point in, in his career, he's he's a little too inconsistent for me, and it's not quite not quite where Kirk is. And that's fair. And and so like like we can just assume that the Zach Wilson thing is is my my forecasting of of his growth, right? If you just compared Cousins and Ryan. The consistency I would disagree on um, just because of the fact that have you watched Kirk Cousins? You know, like like they have they have like if, if we just took it as it is right. Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. He's just tried to lose games. Game, you know, like actually tried. You're like, wait, which side are you on? He's like, he's like Pete Rose in his corner. He's like, hey, bet on this. You got this. You know what I'm saying? Like he's trying to throw these things. So the only, I don't see that with Matt Ryan, and I think he is more consistent in that sense. And maybe, maybe I'm a little bit favorable towards the targets or the, the actual skill set or skill players that they have, what have you. But that's that's my only argument, and Matt Ryan's there. And, Devin, I appreciate your your stance, and that's fine. Yeah, I mean, no, other than that, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good with the list. So here's a question. here's a question that I think might help. I don't know, weigh a little bit. So we're talking about all these quarterbacks have the same exact team around them, right? Same exact everything. Is it the best at every position that these quarterbacks have or the worst at every position that these quarterbacks have? Everything's the same. Is it the best you could possibly get? Like all those quarterbacks, they just sit back in the pocket. They have all time to throw. They have all the time to do anything they want. There's no pressure whatsoever. Or is it the worst? protection they got and they got to try to scramble they got to try to get out of there i mean well it's it's neutral in a sense like hey you have good enough protection and you have good enough skill players around you so that's why the evaluation of the actual quarterback it's not like hey if they're engaging eight and you have seven people in your face lamar would be number one because he would get out of it right so it's just it's neutral across the board you have a good enough offensive line good enough skilled players to where you can actually just evaluate the quarterback that's the exercise. Just was thinking about it because I'm just like, well, if everybody's the same, are they all the best or all the worst? Because <laughs> that might factor in. But anyways, this is me just going off. No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a valid question. No, I think that's a good question. I was kind of thinking the same thing. And it's fair because I also don't think I, I like rolled this out. I, I do have to ask, fellas, would you, would you say between 13 and 6? I'm just curious on the list as it is. Any thoughts or and open to it, right? Just how I have them ranked, um, any feelings around who should be higher or lower based on that. This is a learning exercise, so love the input. Deshaun, I mean, what the hell are you supposed to do with him? He's like a top five quarterback, but might not even play. So I think he belongs in top 15. I think where he's at's fair. Carr, there's definitely some bias there. I mean, I think he's probably more of a 13, 14, 15 guy. 12 is probably a little high, but I mean, I'm not going to complain. I think I like David Carr or Derek Carr. I like David too. Nice. Nice. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I think that's fine. And then, like I said, 11 through 8, that's uh, probably exactly how I'd have it. So let me ask you a question. And this is something that Micah brought up um, in the pod previously, but Dak Prescott at number nine and Lamar at 10. How do you feel about those two? So I had Lamar at 10, I had Dak at nine. Um, how would you look at those guys? Just curious on your thoughts there. So you said you had Lamar at no, nine? Yeah, no, no, no. Lamar's at 10. I had Dak oh. at nine. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. I just think, again, if you if, if you take, you know, the strengths and weaknesses into account, I feel like Dak brings a little bit more to the table. Just a little more. I mean, not much. Yeah. You know, Lamar's running ability and his improvement as a passer, you know, definitely – gets him up there, but at the same time, I feel like Dak just gives you a little bit more flexibility and uh, helps you out a little bit more, just as far as being like a balanced offense. And so I think that's I think that's fair. I mean, obviously, Lamar has an MVP, but hasn't done great in the playoffs. Um, I mean, neither is Dak, but I think um, 
I think that's fine. I think it's fair. Yeah, because that was kind of like the one I was struggling with um, the most with until we get to um, the top five. But because, like, I think Lamar is like the most explosive player in the NFL, right? And then, but then you look at it and say, how do you quantify um, value in a sense? And, and also, like, what the defense actually has to prepare for, you know? And, and when you look at it, like, you've seen Dak carry teams or carry his team in a passing game and being able to actually. Like, hey, we're down 14. I can march us back. Like, Lamar can be limited in that sense. So then if if you just look at it for, you know, what it is, like the, the high-profile, like, strengths don't always have the, carry the same value in a sense. Um, so that was one of those things that I was, I was thinking about a couple times, and then Micah brought it up, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. But just curious on um, if, you, if you see it the same way. But um, mostly I, I tried to gauge this more towards, like, where the NFL is, is, is going or, like, if I was a defensive coordinator, how I'd have to prepare for these guys, you know, and um, granted all things were the same. Right. And I mean, it feels a little lazy, but at the same time, like it's true. Like, you know, with running quarterbacks, there's always that injury, you know, injury risk that you got to deal with. And it's like, well, Lamar, like last year, I mean, he, he was injured, he was injured quite a bit and kind of hurt him a little bit was Huntley coming in and looking like almost just as good. I mean, not quite as good as Lamar, but like, he, he was impressive, and so, like, for me, for me like, kind of seeing that, I was like, okay, maybe, um, you know, maybe Lamar. I mean, he's obviously a special athlete, but um, just seeing, seeing what Huntley did in Baltimore kind of, you know, made me realize maybe Lamar isn't quite there yet um, as far as being, like, a top, top quarterback, but still pretty damn good. And, you know, same, you can almost say the same thing with Dak, too, when he was out. Cooper Rush didn't play too bad, but, yeah, I just think, I think with Dak, it's kind of like everything you mentioned, just that would yeah. give him a little bit of an edge. Yeah, and it's tough because, like, it's, it's, it's hard to say that, like, someone like um, Lamar or, or Kyler has actually been, like, exposed, but, like, in a sense they have, right? Like, like at least they there there is a game plan around that. There, there has yet to be a game plan around someone that can stand in the pocket and avoid, you know, pressure and, and strike you down the field all across, you know, sideline to sideline, you know, 20 – or 17, 25 plus. So that's, that's where it's like, okay, if you can contain him, then at least you have an answer, you know, interesting thought, but we're seeing eye to eye now, dude. Like, this is pretty cool. I know we're back. Here comes comes Micah. (laughs) I have a hard time thinking that if get him Lamar had a Amari Cooper Gallup and CD lamb type receiving core people that can get separation that can make stuff happen. I mean, He's had Hollywood Brown has been like the best receiver that he's had as far as someone out there that can do something, make plays, get open. Um, It's had Mark Andrews, obviously, but as far as the receiving crew, I mean, that's the whole argue for days of like people have support around them and whatnot. And it's obviously that one of those things, like, can you make stuff happen without any of that? But I mean, I would, I would find it hard to think that if he had that receiving group, we wouldn't be taught. We wouldn't be talking about him in that regards of like, he hasn't progressed in his passing. I don't know how well Dak would have done with the with the with the group that Lamar has had through this. So that's the only thing I'll point out, and that's a hard. Fair enough. No, fair enough, and and I think that that's a, a valid point. But also, getting back to kind of how I'm looking at this is as if they have it all the same, and I, I would I would argue too that the how the Ravens are built are in more support of Lamar Jackson. Than, they are, than the Cowboys are built in support of Dak Prescott because two years ago and then like three years before that, they were all building towards Zeke until he got fat. So the only context is like, yes, Dak has more weapons, but it's because he's, he's been able to – Michael Gallup is Michael Gallup because of Dak. So – and it's not – and I'm not arguing necessarily, but like it's – the way that the team is built is not – that's not the exercise, nor is it like I, I think – you're also going based off of what we know about them so far. And it's hard to put that into context of if these guys started out the same exact year, had the same exact weapons and progressed the same exact way, is that going to be there? But the same exact way. The same, same exact way. Jackson way. <laughs> that didn't. Really the unexpected sorry. exact way. Anyways, I'm you just, you know, I can't let you guys just agree on things without not having something to not agree about. <laughs> No, we need chaos. Yeah. No, we need no honestly, I thought that was that was a good point you brought up with with the receivers. 
but yeah, I'm, I'm still with Dak. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to Sue's point, like we're not we're not watching you know every play, right? So it's like if you're just watching on a Sunday and being like, dude, Dak Dak looks good. Like, yeah, he has better weapons to throw to, right? It's like you could easily feel you could feel biased towards that based on you know that, but it is what it is, and that's why it, it's not the Torah, guys. Okay, if you're Jewish, mix Madden, shout out. Like this isn't the Torah, and about quarterbacks. This is just how I look at it, and this is why it's fun. Now. We're going to get into five through one. But before we do that, Micah, would you like to tell the people who this episode is brought to you by? And us and Devin. It's brought to you from Devin by us and this company as well. <laughs> this episode is brought to you guys and to Devin and to Andy by DraftKings. The NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlay, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more. And boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place a Same Game Parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TPPN, bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TPPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Um, All right, so let's get into the last five of this list, which is built this up as if it's we're getting paid for it but we are DraftKings. shout out mike i just read the sponsorship you know what i'm saying so just to recap obviously no one had any questions about number 15 zach wilson new york jets 14 indianapolis colts matt ryan 13 cleveland browns deshaun watson you have more cases pending against you sir you might be a little bit lower on the list um las vegas raiders Derek carr i believe everyone outside of suit believes he should be higher um, number 11, Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray. Number 10, Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson. Number 9, Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott. 8, Denver Broncos, Russell Wilson. 7, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the GOAT, Tom Brady. Number 6, LA Rams, Matthew Stafford, which leads us to number 5. And this will be interesting. Drumroll, please. Thank you, Devin. Number 5 is... Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packers, number five on the list. Now, let me just work through this. I will take comments um, as we go, but back-to-back MVP. Okay, back-to-back MVP. I think the world of him, if anyone has ever listened to this podcast, I think the world of him. Here's the thing, is the four in front of him, I believe, obviously, as I ranked is, is they, they perceive him. Rogers is someone that has all the ability in the world. He's approaching his late thirties. Um, but if you look at not even the surrounding core, Rogers has all the arm talent in the world. Um, obviously years of experience and he has the numbers to show what really makes me feel that the difference in here is that at some point you have to evaluate and, and look at it and say, his number one, his age and, and ability, right? So, like the arm, the arm's not really ever going to go anywhere. But I think the 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 mental um, capability around it, not like reading defenses, but think of Tom Brady getting that pressure and second guessing things. Like I think there's times where Rogers just works off of it. I think there's times where he's not as aggressive as he can be. I think there's times where, like, and I've backed him on this, where it's like, yo, you got an incompetent. Mike McCarthy running your offense, Aaron Jones, you've made Devonte Adams. You've made this whole thing and do more with less more often than not. And the MVPs is not going to help me in this situation, but I just don't think this is a guy that is really at, I, I just think he's regressing bottom line. And if you look at the games that it's been like win or go home, the Packers have just coasted throughout the NFC South and just dominating them 
got one or two seed. Where are they? Okay. Made it to the divisional, made it to the NFC championship game. They lost in the game to the San Francisco 49ers, which basically was because of a punt block, right? Punt block. And it's not, and, and the game was snowing. Okay. But it's the actual Aaron Rodgers of peak Aaron Rodgers is, is he's, he's not there anymore. That's the fact. I think the arm's still there. I don't think the attitude, I don't think the aggression, I don't think the, the actual killer mentality is there. And I don't also know if it's like he might have lost a step with his athletic ability, which has never been his thing, but it has allowed him to just escape a little bit and take something down the field. I still think it might be a little bit more check down than aggression. He comes in at number five. I'm not happy about this. It's just where I see it. I'm going to stop there. Thoughts? Number five. I don't know. I think it's it's a little reactionary to like his last game against the Niners. I know that probably tarnished his legacy a little bit. You know, being that he was always he's the one who always carried him. Defense always let him down. And the one time his defense actually steps up, he kind of shits the bed. So I feel like um, all that being considered, he's still. In my opinion, I get no doubt top three guys, back to back MVP. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody does more with less. Um, I mean, he did good, really good with Jordy Nelson, and then obviously with Devontae Adams. But other than that, like he had, didn't have a whole lot of great receiving options throughout his whole career. And for me, it's like just the lack of turnovers is is pretty special. Like, I, mean, I can't think of really any quarterbacks almost ever that took care of the ball as well as he did um, and just made, you know, still has that unbelievable arm strength and makes just crazy throws. And so can I, can I, can I ask you, and this isn't challenging. I'm just asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on that note, do you know who was the second most intercepted quarterback last year? Do I know who was mm-hmm. or he was? Um, do, you know, do you know who was? Cause I've, I've always valued that. I'm going to say, Second most. He won the Super Bowl. Oh, Stafford, yeah. I, th- I Stafford. thought he was the first most. He was he was, he was number two. And it's not to say that I, I like, oh, like I, I value more interceptions, obviously. I've, I've always thought that way too, right? But if you th- like true difference makers, take the chances, right? True difference makers, like, like take those opportunities. And, I, and I'm not saying Rodgers isn't that person. I just don't think he is willing to. Which is why it's not on like, oh, I don't look at numbers. Of course I look at numbers. But I think the numbers don't always indicate the value and, and, and the value of like, hey, when, when you have the shot, how many times are you just staying there and taking the shot? Or, or are you just checking down for something for four? You know, like are, are we just always whatever, whatever it is, right? Like I'm not saying that Stafford is, is better because he won the Super Bowl or anything like that because he was number six, right? But I, I don't think the numbers always add up to – potentially how, how you should evaluate that for me. I think that's fair. Um, I think I, I test is part of it too. And uh, even with Stafford, like towards the, the the final stretch of the year, like he had a couple of really bad games. Bad. Actually lost him a few games. And with, with Aaron, I can't think of any games. And again, I don't know if you could count that Niner game as one of them, but I can't really think of any games ever where he like, oh yeah, he lost in the game. Where I don't think like he Stafford. lost. No, I don't think he lost as as any as many games as anyone yeah. that's out there. But I don't, I don't think he won, right? As many games as he could have. So to, to to the point of like how we've seen Aaron Rodgers win, right? To where he he has been, and that's the the regress that I am looking at, and I not a. NFL quarterback analyst, even though I'm acting like I am. You're well on your way. Thank you, Devin. Just once this <laughs> drafting thing kicks off, dude. This is where it starts. Yeah. Once Zach, Zach Wilson, he's going to be the if, if, golden if, ticket. If he pops off, I got, I got the golden ticket to at least. <laughs> to where I have to at least do podcasts a week. Um, that gives you like another five years. Uh, Mike, thoughts on Rodgers at five, if any? Uh, not really any, I, you know, I, I think that it is, I feel like soup does where it's like five seems pretty low for him, but I'm thinking of the next four that are going to be on this list and going into next year. I mean, there might be only one other guy that I would want him over 
So for me, he's probably four, a four or five anyway. So, yeah, and, and and trust me, like like I said the last time we talked about it, I, I decided this today, right? It it, it it freaking drove me insane. Didn't sleep well for years or weeks, you know. But that's where I'm at. I I, I have always been a Rogers advocate to the point where I voted for Rogers for MVP and also Matt LaFleur, which didn't make sense because I just trashed LaFleur. But that's, that's, that's where it is. And I think the next four are, if we have the same exact team, who I would take over him is, is where we're going to. So number four. I think at one time I heard you tell LaFleur to cram it up his cram hole as well. So I, I did. <laughs> just to give people an idea of yeah. how much you trashed him. Yeah, and I, I don't think the the words were as as serious as as much as the reference I wanted to make, but uh, yeah, here we are. Um, okay, so number four is Joe Burrow, Cincinnati Bengals, right? Everyone kind of knows what the rest of the list is at some point. He is special. Now, um, first year towards ACL, obviously get it tough, right? Um, come back, is it nothing? I mean. A little bit to do, obviously, with the Super Bowl run and everything like that. But I think if you, how I looked at it is, it, it's a few things, right? It, it's like pocket presence, arm talent, leadership, and and really the anticipation, right? So if, if you're lacking in any of those, the, the compensation level has to be high in some regard, right? So I think he is a, a natural born leader. I think his pocket presence is outstanding. I think his arm is, Rogers has a better arm right now. Let's just call it what it is. He has a better arm. But Burroughs is just like it's it's right below it, and that's good enough to make all these throws. And the reason why is because his anticipation is probably right up there with, with the best quarterbacks, obviously, the next three. So I think Burrow is something special. I think he's someone that, it yes, you could say Jamar Chase is a freak. He is a freak. T. Higgins, he's great. The the way that it's there's this – thing that you can't quantify for me as far as quarterbacks, as far as just having, having it. I think he's someone that just has that mentality where it's, he will not go down without a fight and he will always just shoot his gun. And that's, that's how Rogers was. I'm not saying he's not that guy. I just haven't seen that. It, it doesn't seem like that's the case right now, but Burrow is always going to go down where however hurt he is, whatever the score is, he is, he is attacking constantly and he has all of the ability to expose any defense, anytime, anywhere. This isn't like just taking care of the, the back end of the top, you know, top 20 defenses, you know, just like feasting on the poor, right? Like it's not that he, he, had every, every, every game and, and every, whatever matchup that he has, I, I feel like he is extraordinary. And I think he's someone that you build around, which is obvious. And especially with, the trajectory that he's at, he is someone that I, I believe in. And I think he has his limitations, which is his, if you want to talk about the negatives, um, arm strength, which is like true, just arm talent. I don't think it's at the top where, you know, the next three are, but, and, and outside of that, I think he's athletic enough, but there's, there's things that he is limited in, but his anticipation does make up for it. I just think he, there is no reason he will not be a top five quarterback for the next 10 years. And if you want to start a, team tomorrow with the same offensive line skill players he's number four for me thoughts i didn't feel like i have to debate this as much but no no completely agree with everything you said i don't think he has the upside as the uh, remaining three guys but at the same time like he's still unbelievable um it's been great yeah got no complaints i'm so happy that herbert cracked your top three like made my night i'm good i'm good for the rest of the night now well, he has me, number three, he has me Trevor mentioned. Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel Jones. Um, well, I haven't mentioned Herbert, so doesn't mean he's in the three. He's in the right. three. Right. <laughs> right. Um, Mike, any qualms about Joe Burrow? Matt four. Nope. Um, I, he, he would be the one guy I think I might take Rodgers over, but he would be, you know, so he's him and Rodgers – Four or five, you know, flip flop there, one or the other. It's 
that was my day today outside of figuring out if I had a job. Like that was my day. <laughs> I'm sure um, this top five was the one thing that was really bearing the most stress on you today. You'd be surprised how much it actually was in my head today based on my current situation, but it, dude, it's amazing. Right. Um, no, I, I did struggle with that, but Burrow is four. Um, and I'm okay with that. Number three, Justin Herbert. So, um, he's awesome. Right. Like, let's just admit that he's, he's pretty freaking special and it sucks because he's in our division. Um, and also the, the, I think the worst part about it is like when, you know, we go through this and, and not even like a, the Raider take box, it's only been two years running, but Mike and I still talk draft and like the way that we talk just unrecorded until he said, Hey, we should start recording things. Right. Like this was a guy that I was like, this fucking dude is nice, you know? And then he goes to the Chargers because I was like, dude, just go to the Dolphins, you know, just go, just go to the Dolphins, please. And they're like, no, we love Tua. I'm like, oh, fuck, you know, but Herbert goes to the Chargers. And yes, once again, Devin, we had talked about this. I was lower on him, but it was mostly about the everything that you see. But but can you take that leap as far as whatever you you look at, you know, in that sense? But he has everything. It, it's the the mobility is is a strength, but. For, for me, the mobility, like the run, like having a dual threat person is, is having someone that's a dual threat that's pass first, right? So do they have the athletic ability to get out to the pocket and always think pass and still be able to gash you with the run? You know, he has that. His arm talent is insane. I mean, I don't, you could put it up with the remaining two, which are Mahomes and Allen, right? Like you could put it up there with them. And watching that week 18 game, it just, it, there was nothing more impressive than I've ever actually witnessed watching a game every second than Herbert throwing just piss missiles across the, across the freaking field, like anywhere, right. Just right on the dot. And somehow we, the Raiders won, which they never do. Right. The amount um, of fourth downs that were completed and covered. Oh, yeah. He's, he's just someone that it's like, you just, you just don't like, the most fascinating part about it is like he has not only proven himself to be a top three or top five quarterback, but also you don't know where his ceiling is. You know, you don't know if there's a potential that he could just be the best quarterback like in the league or like, even if right now, like it's, it's probably good enough, you know? So it's the surrounding cast. It's the whole thing. Like that's why you can't weigh wins and losses in my opinion. Like you can weigh stats, but that only gets you so far if you're seven and you know, 10 or whatever, whatever the fucking I used to be like seven, nine, eight, and eight, but now seven and ten, right? Seventeen games. He he's special, and and I know that, and I recognize that, and it's I, I don't really have any negative things to say about him. I think the only thing that I would consider that the other two have outside of accolades is um, the polish. I think the the touch on some things. Sometimes it's just I'm going to throw it through the wall, just because you know, and it's like you don't have to do that, and or I'm going to just. And it's not even just like those, these five-year routes. It's like those 18-yard end cuts where I'm just kind of freaking drive through it. And it just kind of grows on him. And like literally like Casey Hayward just sits there and picks it off. You know, like it's not like a actual, oh, he has accuracy issues. But I think sometimes the, the touch versus velocity, like you don't have to throw 100 miles an hour every time. The only thing that I could even remotely see that like he could clean up, which might be, he's number three, right? And my rankings, which everyone's like, that's a big deal, you know, um, but not much to say outside of the fact that he's special and it sucks that we have to play against him. And it sucks that we have to play against one of the next two that's in our division as well. So I'll stop there. Justin Herbert, number three overall. Devin, make your rounds. Here are your flowers. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, absolutely love it. Funny enough, I actually was not very high on him coming into the draft I wanted to a bad for the Chargers and when Herbert fell I was I was like wasn't super happy but um eating crow now happily love the guy um basically the only thing that he doesn't have is just the wins so if you get the wins to follow he'll be um in that top 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 tier with the with with the following guys but he he's right there still young man only 24 it's crazy yeah, it sucks because um, he'll be there for a while. But it's, I mean, I, I, regardless, it's the Chargers, you know, so he's going to have to deal with that. Like at some point they're going to fuck it up. Um, but just with how they built the defense and 
Like you see a lot of, I mean, I don't know, like it's not even just stats. It's like wins. You see a lot of quarterbacks get built up because of success or what have you. But like, it's, if you just looked at it, like most special quarterbacks in the league, I don't, I don't, it's hard to find any, you know, two better than him. And it's, it's, it, it sucks that he's a charger, but it, it is what it is. You know, that's why this is not biased, Evan. And if anything, I'm a lower on car than I should be. So, but continue. Mike, any thoughts on Herbert? I know it's a salt in the wound at this point. Yeah, no, I, I think you're pretty, pretty spot on there with it. I think, you know, if anything, an argument for him, like you said, is that he's on the chargers. That's enough of a, a hill to climb up in its own. So mm-hmm. you can, you can almost argue that that, that should put him higher on the list than his actual talents <laughs> abode because he's been able to help the chargers not be as chargery as they used to. They, they normally <laughs> True. Are, so. Which is hard. It's hard to do that. But yeah, Herbert, number three. So Rogers, five. Um, Joe Burrow, four. Justin Herbert coming in at three. Number two, Pat Mahomes. Oh, okay. wow. So Pat Mahomes is number two. And then now, now this is where I would – it's not that I did this intentionally, but please try to excuse my bias. Okay, this has nothing to do with Chiefs. Hear me out. I have fought – many moons around why I, I wish Pat Mahomes never existed, why he had to just put, just beat us by 40 on every Sunday night football game or, you know, anything like that. Right. He's, he's the best, right. He, he literally showed up and everyone's like, Oh, Texas tech. Alex Smith is like, yeah, I'm the guy. And then they're like, no, you're not. And then he was just like, by the way, 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns. And you're like, that sucks. You know, I don't think he's the best right now. I think that Mahomes is as gifted as a thrower as we've ever seen. The only reason I have him where he is, is has nothing to do with Perry kill. As we're talking about, it's not about where, what team they have the weapons. I think there is somewhat of a, I guess a mechanical issue at times. I think there is a, like actually staying within where he needs to be within the operating rhythm of the offense. Cause if you look at it, right, it's Andy Reed. Okay. So Andy Reed, he, he's the guy, like one of the goats of the offense, right? Like his offense is everything he touches is always good. Right. So him and Mahomes, like the best, I think there is, I'm not talking about the person. There is some arrogance at times with the way he operates the offense to where it's either not too script or it's, lack of mechanics and he relies too much on his natural arm talent, which as I mentioned is one of the best we have probably ever seen. Some of that has caused error. I'm not going to say like, Oh, sorry that he was actually the lowest in yards per completion, right? He was, he was bottom three in yards per completion in the NFL last year because everything else was yak. Okay. Everything else was Tyree kill DeMarcus Robinson, Kelsey, what have you, or scramble around for 14 hours, throw it all the way back. Who knows? Darrell Robinson. That's probably a running back they had. And he goes 40 yards. Okay. It's not even about that. I think that's a lot of what makes him great. I just don't think that within, I think he's missed a lot of opportunities because of his natural ability that I got this shit, you know, and that doesn't always bode well. I think it's been a lot of what may have, has made him great. I think some refinement in that and also the mechanics of his lower half gets very skewed and all of it is trusted by, as Micah knows, this independent contractor. Okay. Sometimes it's just everywhere, which way, whatever. And his hips are that way and his face is that way and his arm is that way. Like it just doesn't always bode well for him. And it's not all about that. Once again, that's made him special. Sometimes it's just, are you sure? Like, are you sure that like, that's actually what you should be doing? And I think reeled in a hair, allowing him also to use those skills and abilities of improvisation and whatever, right off, off the script thing. I think it, I mean, we're talking about fucking one and two, right? <laughs> I'm talking about much, but I'm just saying that's the only reason. And I'm not saying like, I've already, like, you could talk for days about why he's so special. I'm just talking about the reason why he's not number one, basically. So Stop that. I think I'd, I want to hear why you have Josh Allen ahead of him before I say anything. Wonderful. 
groupings, as Mike had talked about. Um, good. So, Josh Allen. I think um, if you want to compare, Allen has a better arm. Okay. Allen has a better arm. Stronger accuracy. And also, like, throws from the same, right? All different angles. The running ability is not what sets him apart, but it is a factor. He is the best running quarterback in the NFL. It's not Lamar. Lamar is the fastest. Lamar has the best moves. Okay. He's the most running back like. Josh Allen is the best running quarterback in the NFL. Okay. That's just for me. You took it. The funny part about it is like, tell a story, right? Wyoming. And <laughs> you're seeing like him roll out, fading to the sidelines and just throwing it all the way across. You know, and you're just like, dude, how do we take a chance on this guy? He's playing against, you know, Boise State's backups at this point. It's, it's, it's not fair, right? He has done an incredible job of progressing into his own and still utilizing his natural vulnerability, which is arm talent, accuracy, anticipation, and running ability. Leadership, top-notch, same with Mahomes, okay? Outside of the fact that he has a brother that everyone hates, right? Same with Mahomes. <laughs> but Josh Allen, I, I, I just believe that he has done a better job of reining in this kind of like freaking shoot from the hip kind of guy and found his own rhythm of be you, know when to not be you, and then go. You know what I'm saying? I, I think there is – he has a better – understanding on it outside of the accolades of the MVP, Super Bowl champion, what have you. He's the best quarterback in the league, in my opinion. Talk all we want about it. I just think that that's not the exercise, but if you want to compare weapons, things like that, we can talk about that too on a separate side. But that that's how I feel. I think he – that's it. Right, I'm going to stop there. Devin, now that you have enough information – I just, I would take Josh Allen over anyone right now. So in this exercise, how do you factor in like prior championships with Mahomes having won one? I don't. You, not, doesn't matter if you've actually been to the top. All right. Well, it, like it would if it showed up. Like it, it, it would if it wasn't in the, like if outside of the record books it showed up. I don't, I don't think they play with any less confidence or any less, you know, conviction of being there. Okay. Yeah, I would disagree, though. I would definitely have Mahomes number one, personally. But again, your list. I think the way you explained it definitely uh, makes sense. But I think this more so, this is more of like an eye test thing, for, in my opinion, between the two. Like, again, the intangibles and all the extra stuff they have. I mean, you know, off the charts, uh, Mahomes' ability to go off script and throw off base and all that. Like, it's Shoot, it's nothing like the NFL's ever seen, other than maybe Rodgers, but or Stafford. People always forget about Stafford, the no look passes. But for me, it, uh, <laughs> it reminds me a little bit of like whenever I watched Mahomes play, it was kind of like watching Shaq play with the Lakers back in the day. Like, literally, there's no way to stop him at all, and it gets you so freaking mad. And uh, there's, there's nothing you can do, and I don't get that feeling with. Honestly, with any of the quarterback in the NFL besides Mahomes right now, and especially in that freaking Bills game, 13 seconds left, and it still it's crazy. I I could like no other quarterback in the NFL would just be like, oh yeah, they actually have a chance to march down and kick a field goal with like 13 seconds left. But with Mahomes, you still had that, and for me, like that factor that he has, no matter what, can't cut him out. Can't really stop him. If you do, it just feels like he got super lucky, like the Bengals, like watching that whole collapse they had in the second half. It just felt like lucky. Like it didn't feel like if they played 100 games, 99 other games, it wouldn't end like that. That's kind of how it felt for me. And so for me, it's just like Mahomes, like I test and the fact that he has gone to a Super Bowl and won and, and he has been, hasn't been, has an MVP. He's just been pretty much the last four years. It's just been like, Nothing I could remember. Yeah. He's for sure the number one, in my opinion. Yeah, and, and I do. I I promise you, like this was not like clear cut by any means, and it doesn't matter either way. But I guess I wonder. I I look more at the losses than I look at the wins. 
because I think that the losses is when things aren't going well. The losses is when like, then you can actually discount the, the dudes that you have, you know, like Tyree Hill rolled an ankle, you know, or like whatever, right? Like, like those things that don't go in your, in your favor. Like how do you go 24, three against the Bengals and lose? You know, like like those things I, I wonder about. And it's not about Mahomes, like that's all on him. But like same thing with Rogers, where it's like you hold and it, I'm not trying to just I'm not it's not just this one game, right? But like you hold the Niners to three points or ten points or whatever it was, like you're really gonna lose in Lambo. Like mm-hmm. like that that's what I, I and I'll, and maybe it's not fair because those other quarterbacks have always just like played from behind Burrow and Allen or whatever, right? But I, I just I wonder because I've always thought Mahomes is the Ever since he came out of the scene, I was like, there's no one better right now. And that's just a fact. You know, I could I could fight it all I want, but it's how much of it is if if now let's just pause for a second. How much do you look at scheme playmakers like like what we're talking about, like Mike had brought up about Dak versus what Allen has? Just curious because it's on a debate. I'm just like, do you factor any of that in? I feel like Mahomes could do like anything you ask of him. Like I feel like he's like just as good. Yeah, on the Bills. Yep. with Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis, and no yeah. yeah, yeah, no yeah. I think so. I yep. think he would do just. I mean, obviously not running, but I think throwing and everything else. I just again, it's just complete gut feeling. But I don't. I don't think there's a right answer. It's just your, yeah. your answer. So that's like. But let's me. back up though, because you're talking about again that the collapse that they just had against the Bengals. If you're gonna if you're gonna use that to factor against Mahomes, then you uh-huh. got to go the opposite way and say, okay, he won a Super Bowl the year before, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So let's that's got to. You want to talk about the run? About the run. Listen, the Chiefs. This has nothing to do with the Chiefs and the Colts. Okay, by the way, just so you know. Nothing, you're right. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm not, I'm not, listen, I, I, I don't, I'm not putting one game on anything. And like, I, I promise you, like, it's, it's, it's really just, I feel like Josh Allen is more of a complete quarterback and has like, like, tell me one thing that Mahomes went and same thing for me, right? I would have to tell you one thing that Josh Allen is more elite than Mahomes or Mahomes is more elite than than Allen, right? And I don't. I think it's it's like we're freaking splitting hairs at this point, you know. Um, that's why I I can easily flip flop them for any good reason. I just for what this is, I just put him above it, and that's that's where I'm at. And I, and you know what, Devin, the best thing about this is we'll find out. That's the beauty of this. Now the beauty of this is that you know the Chiefs will lead, you know. <laughs> Like it happened and it was their fault. You know, Andrew Luck came back and all these things are possible. So, um, Mike, any thoughts on the top two before we rehash nine years ago divisional round? Yeah. So, I, funny enough, is if we were going over this last year before the season, I would probably wholeheartedly agree with Soup um, with about the Mahomes thing. But I don't know that I've ever seen someone someone's play drastically change in a season just from something like teams playing cover two like 90 percent of the time and i think that a lot of that has to do with like what andy was saying he just tries to do too much he doesn't take that underneath dink and dunk stuff and once he started doing that they started doing good again but i think that it was a really weird thing this season when we saw him you know, go into, I think it was like less than the first half of the season and he had nine interceptions already. And they just, teams were just completely changing things up, purely playing just cover two. And it changed his whole style of play and just, and all of that stuff. And I think it does bode on the side, like I said, of what Andy was saying with him trying to do too much because he is that good. But I think that that was a real, like, coming down to being a human being moment for Mahomes. Like he's just been that guy that can, you know, wing it like he does and be successful no matter what happens. Um, but he kind of came down to earth a little bit this this last season, um, at least in the first half of the season. And I don't know. I, I think that 
I don't know if I agree with, I, I don't disagree. I'm neutral on this. I don't disagree, but I don't That's agree right. with, with the way you're, with the way your, your one, two is. But I think if we were talking about last year, wholeheartedly would say Mahomes should be that number one guy, but we saw like things just flip on their head this last year with him, at least in the beginning of the season. I mean, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, like, Chiefs had what same record as the Bills? Maybe I don't know. I can't say for sure. I'm pretty sure they had, like same record. Just go by stats. Mahomes had better stats across the board, minus rushing, but passing he had better. And so it feels like a down year for Mahomes and Josh Allen's career year is pretty close. And so I don't know. For me, I'm, I'm still still with Mahomes, which sucks because I. Like seriously, Josh Allen is like my favorite football player yeah, to watch. I, I know, I know. <laughs> it's a small school, it, you know. I get it. Like it, and because here's the thing, dude. Like I, I think that just like we're talking about, like there was every bit of reason to feel that Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, you know, Rogers in his prime. Like, like there's no answer until there was, you know, or even like even Brady has, even though he's been the goat for 20 years, like he has had these moments where he's just had to just change his style based on what you know whatever it was that, that teams are scheming for but that's what separates the good from the great because good is the enemy of great if you guys haven't read that book it's important um it's it's, it's they they just are able to adapt and like Mahomes is just going to figure it out right no Tyreek Hill and whatever they face him and Andy, like him and Andy readers can be like, boom and then he's going to be someone not someone different but just a little bit different because he's that good right so I don't take anything away from him it's just I had to, I had to have something around why the difference between the two because that's how hard it is and you know it is what it is so we'll see um, I think the biggest thing is the the fact that Zach Wilson's going to be I think I think I'm shorting him on top fifteen I think he might he very well should have been in this top ten but we'll see where that goes <laughs> that goes you know watch out Garrett Wilson give us a stat prediction though what do you what do you see the Jets what do you see the win loss and this is completely separate. Sure. But how do you see him faring next year? Um, I would say a healthy Zach Wilson, right? Seventeen games now. I mean, yeah, they're I'm still going to everything off. <laughs> yeah, they're still going to be the goddamn Jets. Nonetheless. Math is on the hot seat because now people are trying to figure out. <laughs> right? Is it? No, no, like seventeen full games, eighteen. Yeah. Eighteen total weeks. Yeah. I don't even know how to say that anymore. Um, I'm going to say I, I think he's in the. 32 touchdowns he could, he could get over 4,000 yards but he's probably around 14 interceptions you know like it's it's gonna be 14 15 he's gonna just take a shots um there's still gonna be oh fuck five and sorry for the language five and 12 six and 11 um because they're in division with the bills and the Patriots so because they always find a way to win and then have you seen the Jets first like 10 games because everyone researches that it's terrible. Like they could easily be owned 10, by the way. Um, if you didn't think I prepped on my Zach Wilson stuff, like they're the, like, look, their first 10 games up. It's not pretty. So the stat predictions, he's going to have to hit that on the back end because I'm um, maybe. Yeah. I, I he could throw for over 4,000 yards, probably in the high twenties, low thirties and touchdowns. He's going to throw 15 picks at least. So we're on there. He's a gunslinger. Two to four. Charlie Checkdown in Minnesota is just – he'll be fine even though he has the most explosive one of the – JJ. Did you see, by the way, how he rolled into training camp? Or mandatory OTAs, whatever it's called. Uh, Jefferson? Yeah. OG, uh, OG Randy Moss. He had, like, the fro. You know how oh, I love it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Anywho, um, that's the list, guys. I open the questions. We can talk about anything else or just this. So – Okay, so out of all the rookies from last year, Fields, uh, Matt, yep, all of them, how how do you rank them moving forward after a year of getting to watch them? Uh, Wilson won. I think Lawrence too. Like I, I didn't feel that that down about Lawrence. Like he had a fucking shit show of a it's like the first worst year. possible year you could have had, just as far as coaching and all that. Yeah, it's like his best receiver got arrested and his coach was told to resign because of you know emails that were sent you know it's like that kind of year but uh <laughs> i think yeah I, I would say wilson lawrence mac jones is mac jones like and and, and i don't i think he's kirk cousins dude like 
like I think he's good, and I think he's good enough. Top right? fifteen. Well, I mean, Cousins wasn't, <laughs> nor was Jones, but I would put Fields at three. Soup was like, honestly. yeah, he is Cousins. <laughs> like, like number, like honestly, like like uh, Mac Jones had solid, the best. Man. Mac Jones had the best rookie season last year, but I think um, Fields is three, and then Mac Jones four. I love that you left out Trey Lance. I don't even consider him. He hasn't taken a snap, so. Oh, I got Niner fans sending me uh, his stats from their little mini camp. Oh, he's 15 for 20 today. Yeah. That, That's how desperate like, they are. Yeah. yeah remember, remember when Patrick Mahomes was trash because he threw four straight interceptions? And I think like that first year that he was the starter <laughs> mini in, in, in training camp, they're like, man, he's yeah. doing nothing but throwing interceptions all year. Yeah. Show me the stats from North Dakota State in 2019 because that's the most applicable that we have. And that was one double A. No, no R. No disrespect to that. Check the tape. Yeah. Just check the tape. Um, yeah. That's, that's how I'd have it. Yeah. Anything else? I'm, I'm open, man. This is a freaking mailbag. Yeah. Since I've been a long time listener, there's a few of them mm-hmm. here. Okay, so you drafted your, your rookie quarterbacks, right? Or you uh, you ranked rookie quarterbacks. After the draft, does that change at all? You still still feel pretty good about where everybody landed? Oh, this year? Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, the, the rankings didn't pan out by any means because I, I had Corral at one, um, had Willis at two, Pickett three, um, Ritter four. So Pickett went one, Ritter two. Yeah, and then it was uh, – Willis went through the Titans and then in the third, I think they're late third round or early fourth. And then Corral went late fourth. Actually, there was someone else that jumped. Um, what's his dick that I had? Um, Sam Howell. Sam Howell went. Yeah, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't feel, I mean, I feel good, but also like it, it's such a, this year especially was just like a, yeah, dude, be confident. Like on your rates, like you have no idea. Everyone was just like, wh- whoever you like, maybe, you know? It all made sense, you know, I, th- but who I projected them to go to were actually pretty spot on, just not in that order, Devin, you know, and at sometimes you just take the wins with the big L's. Um, I still believe in Matt Crow. Um, that that will be, you, just give me a couple couple years here. Um, he'll be approaching the top 15 if he just gets a shot, man. I, I still feel, I like, I'm sure Desmond Ritter is a good person, certainly. He's just who he is, dude. Like, like everything we're talking about in these rankings, right? It has nothing to do with, you know, well, he's going to be solid. It's like everyone has, has this special ability that has to be unleashed and he just can't throw outside of the hashes. So like, just good luck, you know, and show me someone who's just like been a hall of fame person that has only stayed between these 15 yards. So yeah, I'm, I'm Matt Crow, rookie of the year, put in the books. Love it. Did, do you have any feel on the quarterbacks that came out or just curious because you asked the question? No, not. I mean, I, I did a little bit of research for the draft and, and I didn't really love anybody. I thought, I honestly thought Willis was going to go like top 10. There's a lot of, a lot of things that are going that way for him at least. Yeah. But th- this year, this year's draft coming up is going to be pretty special. CJ Stroud, Bryce Young. It's going to be nice. That'll be fun. We'll have you back then. I can't wait. Feel more prepared. We appreciate having you on. I'm glad you hopped on here. That uh, I, it feels weird because I a lot of times me and Andy, as we are brothers, tend to agree on a lot of things. So I think it was good that um, we had some some pushback, and uh, you know, especially from someone that Andy has had many heated debates with uh, years prior. So. We appreciate you coming on. Um, we'll definitely have to do it again. Any last words, either of you? Uh, just grateful to be on. And again, it made me realize how much I miss you guys. And yeah, definitely got to do it again soon. Yeah, Devin, it was a blast to have you on, man. Still feel good about being undefeated in these debates, man. Um, <laughs> but honestly, we would love to have you back on. Um, recurring guests now. So whenever we ask, you just have to um, abide and be on. As, as you know, the, the jurisdiction of the legality of these podcasts. So thank you for your time and um, Raider Nation. Love you guys. Stand up. Sit down. Keep hitting this thing. Um, sit down, stand up, do all those things. Raider Nation, love you. Micah, 
as always, gosh dang it, you rock, man. Can't help but think that you don't ever not rock, you know? Um, <laughs> Much appreciated. Yeah. Hey, Mark. Swag is so amazing. Okay, I'm amazing. Your girlfriend's a dingo, watch our nigga, all dangling. <laughs>